Hey yo, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I'm with Jonathan. Hey, hey yo. And Squeaks. Squeaks. And uh, this is our Picard review. Now, Squeaks is at a disadvantage because he's a slacker. Yes, I did not realize we're this far in Picard. Yeah, so <laughs> he's still like, I can't wait for Picard to get on a spaceship. And we're like, he's on the board, cube, folks. Yeah, I knew that was the next episode, too. I'm watching. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. All right, so uh, we're not going to go with the, the five system. We're just going to kind of go in order because there's just so much. This episode was nuts. What did you yeah. think of the episode? Oh, overall? it was awesome. Just we, we had a lot of build up, a lot of suspense, and we we had an exciting episode last time, but this was yeah. just a lot of what we were kind of waiting to come to fruition. So yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it was cool. Action-packed. Yeah, I, I still think the episode was be- the best Star Trek episode, while this one was probably the best of just a good mo- good show episode. You know what I'm saying? You're saying the previous one was... was- the most Star Trekky episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this one was just like a really good episode yeah. of a show. Yeah, you know. Okay, so it's kind of hard because it, it's it's like a um, old school Star Trek and new school Star Trek. They're almost two different kind of genres. Yeah, and so the last one was more of the old school. This one's definitely the new school. And it's nice to see the old school, but you don't want them to be stuck in a rut of repeating what's been done over and over again. So it is cool to see yeah. they have their own flair, their own style, and you know we're seeing something different. Yeah. So let's go ahead and start off with the review. Uh, we're going to start off with the uh, Soji's uh, keeps getting these nightmares as a little girl, you know, and she wakes up and uh, Nerika is questioning her about this. Of course, Nerika is a spy who's like getting in on all detail uh, and he's won't, he won't reveal his true name to her. It's still this relationship part. I'm kind of ready to get past that already. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think we're starting to see at least some of the payoff from the slow story that's been building. Um but I, I think in the end, we're going to appreciate it because it's building up Narek's character, who at first True. we hate, but we're going to fall in love with him at some point. I'm, I'm pretty sure in this turn soon. Yeah, I think I like him better after this episode, even. I do, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, on Picard's ship, which, do you know the name of Picard's ship? I Okay, so it's going to continue being Picard's ship. Well, it's not his ship, it's uh, Rios' Rios's ship. ship. Yeah. yeah, But when you're uh, when Picard is in your house, True. it becomes Picard's house. <laughs> it's the Air Force One rule. It's the Air Force One rule, yeah. Boom, all of a sudden it's Picard <laughs> One. Yeah. Uh, Agnes is telling Jean-Luc about, uh, you know, Maddox's death, oh, by wounds and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, these are spoiler warnings over there. Yeah. Don't worry about Bruce Maddox. I'm, He's going to be I'm okay, semi- have to not pay attention a little yeah. bit. Yeah. In other words. <laughs> Free cloud goes well for everybody. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, yeah, so she's saying that his death was done by his wounds, yada, yada, yada. Uh, they discuss going onto the Borg Cube, and uh, Picard is a little hesitant about returning to a Borg Cube because he used to be Locutus and uh, Borg himself. Yeah. So he's kind of got that flashback thing going on throughout the episode. Yeah, traumatic stress syndrome stuff going on. It was something that was mentioned last episode, too, with, with him and Seven saying, like, uh, you know, are you ever back to humanity? It's a struggle every day kind of thing. Yeah. So I like that they're, they're, they're returning to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so... He's he. Uh, one thing too is he won't accept the idea that the the Borg are okay now because on the ship there are plenty of decommissioned Borg. I think we'll call them decommissioned Borg. Yeah, XBs. They XBs they, yeah. That's it. Borg, yeah, and uh, it just sounds like '90s extreme Borg. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you put a super in front of something. <laughs> right. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Borg nine thousands. You know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, he doesn't trust that they're all neutral. He thinks that it's just a matter of time before they flip and take somebody over and it's it's hard it's like you're handling fire I mean, yeah he knows how dangerous they are everybody's so comfortable but you know he knows it's, it's like a, a plague a disease and if you don't keep it contained and it just spreads a little bit if one of them is activated and starts assimilating and you can't control it you know they may hail the Borg queen and she oh you know, god i love the Borg queen finds a way to get there you know? and they go into her quarters in this one and i'm like oh my god please give us a little bit of the Borg okay, queen i'd be yeah. so happy Picture of her with the friends at camp. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, there's a little bit of a okay. 
there's a little bit of teaser. I hope I can remember it at the time. Like a little bit of a cool little thing. That's an Easter egg. Uh, Squeaks, your opinion on the Borg. How do you like them uh, as a bad guy? Uh, they're pretty awesome. Okay. I've seen them, right? Okay. okay. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to bring Squeaks in on this. Squeaks is here. So he's like, yeah, all right. Out of my spoilers. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, let's make sure. <laughs> I think they're awesome from what you two are saying. They're my favorite. So, okay. Literally <laughs> on the top of my computer that I see from here, uh, it says resistance is futile. So uh, I'm a big fan of the Borg. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, then we catch up with Dr. Agnes and uh, Rios. Apparently they're together or they're just now hooking up. Yeah, I think it's just a stress thing. You know, he's just like, you know, hey, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to be a yeah. good captain. <laughs> yeah, and he, she, and he pulled in the storm. She's kind of freaking out, so. Yeah, I, I, she's a good actress, but it just, it felt like this was so out of nowhere. Yeah, it it probably would have helped that there was a little precursor, a little hint at this earlier on. Yeah. Like just a, a glance or a wink or something when they first met. Probably would help make this feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, I do like though the fact that she brings up the fact that this is kind of like a, a gonna make her forget about Maddox for a couple hours. Sure she doesn't necessarily it. Maddox, but yeah. Yeah, she knows that it's just a quick fling, not not anything serious too. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah, back on the board cube, Narek and his sister. I don't remember his sister's name. They don't really mention it a lot. Uh, talk about uh, Narek's relationship with Soji, mm -hmm. and Narek explains that he's trying to figure out the dreams because it seems to be a system that's regulating reality versus her computer life or you know android life yeah and so there's got to be something there that that's kind of self-checking every night you know it's like defragging or something like that all the stuff that yeah makes sense Ooh, i like to, that it's trying to put it in, in boxes to clarify damn that is good you over there being all smart <laughs> that's cool uh anyway so back uh, on the ship picard tells the crew that they need uh starfleet credentials uh to request a, a conversation with hugh hugh's the one that runs the borg ship yeah. now hugh I didn't realize I, at first I was like, I don't recognize him. But then there's a little part where he's like going through his history. And then I'm like, I know that one now. So we'll go into who Hugh is at the very end. Cause he's actually really important. He's from TNG. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Rafi calls an old friend from Starfleet as for diplomatic credentials. They're granted after some bartering. Uh, and we could tell now Rafi's off the wagon completely. And I, it's too I, bad. I like how they got him because it was almost like blackmailing the Federation. It like, is. Pretty much if you don't get him, we're going to show up and it's going to kind of start a war. Yeah. And we might die, but they're, you know, war with Romulans is not great. So yeah. if you want to just go ahead and help us make peace, then it'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, so uh, it was it was pretty clean. Now, once this is kind of a little thing I noticed and I was excited for it. When, uh, uh, when they actually got the diplomatic credentials and then it shows Picard like sit back down in his chair and all excited and stuff like that did you know they put the TNG music in real quick oh no I didn't understand that yeah they, I, and after the Voyager one from last time I'm like really trying to pay attention to it they put it in there it's like he's back in it you know he's back in the Starfleet so it's pretty cool I, I didn't notice it either okay good job, good job. that's interesting yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> Try not to laugh too much on that. Uh, Soji tells Narek that she uh, fell asleep while talking to her mom. And Narek's explaining, you know, because she's calling her mom. And Narek's explaining, like, every night you call your mom for 70 seconds exactly. Yeah. So that's, and the reason he's doing this, he's trying to kind of break the system that she has that yeah. separates her humanity and her android life. And I think he's trying to do it very delicately because he cares about her. But yeah. he, he could just, he could have just day one explained to her what everything is and she would, you know, break and, and uh, what do they call it? activate. Yeah, activate, but, yeah. I think he wants to get the information out of her without necessarily hurting her, you know, physically or mentally. Yeah. But that was that was a kind of a good way to do it, even though he's revealing that he knows more about her than she does, and he should try to conceal that because if she, you know, investigates that, then it's like, well, you know, who are you and why you know these things? But right, right. I think it's a subtle way to get her to think about uh, why it's happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, she starts to test it. She goes and calls her mom and she struggles to stay awake. Eventually, she does fall asleep. 
and then uh, Soji awakes later on and starts looking through all the family photos and stuffed animals. No, realizes everything's three years old. Exactly three years old. Thirty six yeah. months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so then she knows that it's like, oh, okay. So this was all created for me, so that I would think that this is real. Yeah. She's not. She she's not sure what's going on. She doesn't necessarily think she's an android yet, but she thinks somebody's messing with her. Uh, now, amongst her possessions, I can't. It's like flouty or fluty. Uh, one of the one of her possessions is like a little plastic box with a picture on it, and it says like "Adventures of Flutie," which do you remember from Voyager? That was Naomi's little friend in, in the hologram that she would go to. Oh, it's all about flouter. flouter that's yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, uh, what was the the wood one? Yeah, adventures of flouter, and, and they would like have they have to fight the fire and stuff like yeah, that, and little yeah. adventures and stuff like that. that. Whole episode where, yeah, with, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. I can't remember the other guy. I can't remember, but that that character. There's, so he's like actually like a brand like Barney or something like that, or yeah. you know Lamb Chop or something like that. That's cool. So that's pretty cool that it was randomly in the boxes. Okay, so uh, yeah, everything's 37, 37 months old. Maybe I, I said thirty six, but thirty seven. Yeah. Uh, Narek begins convincing Soji that someone is trying to deceive her, and he continues, and he says he's going to perform the uh, Shalama Shalamak is what it's called, and so it's a ritual where they're going to kind of go into a meditative room and do a, a fancy walking and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Picard arrives on the ship and he meets up with Hugh. He's very uh, uneasy. He's having flashbacks of Locutus and stuff like that. So he's having a hard time. Uh, but he's impressed by the work that they're doing. They're sitting there. He's starting to realize that on the ship, they see Borg as victims, not necessarily as a threat. And that's something that Picard has forgotten. And yet he is, you know, a victim of the Borg. So he, he's, he's enjoying, he's starting to realize that Hugh's efforts are, are, are good. Uh, and then we see back, uh, Rafi figures out that uh, Tal the Tal Shahar must need Soji for something. And then we see that, oh, that's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to figure out, you know, where this is all at. They're trying to figure out where she was created. Right. right. They think <clears throat> if she was created and persisted, then there must be a whole world of them that are being generated now, right? Yeah, so if they can figure out where they were made, then they can kind of find the manifest yeah. of everybody. So uh, Soji and Narek, they're doing this uh, Shalamak, and they eventually come across a situation where she looks up and sees just two red moons and a stormy night. Yeah, where so, she's, she's walking through her dream and explains the details right. of it. Yeah. And, and that, thank you. Hey, that's a good point. And uh, and yeah, so she they're like, oh, okay, well, that's this planet. And they were able to nail it down. Yeah, and Narek's trying to like pull out every little detail. Yeah. Like, what do you see here? Turn the corner. What do you see there? And then she looks up and, oh, there's two red moons or something like that. Yeah. Like, Okay, that's what I needed pretty much. And then yeah. it ends it, right? That's, like that's it, yeah. End of the story and walk away. And then Narek tells her, you know, basically, you're not real. Yeah. And walks out, leaves his puzzle box he's been messing with the whole time. And uh, and and the puzzle box ends up releasing a poison. Now, Narek's leaving. He seems to be crying. What do you think is going to happen with Narek from here on out? Mm, that's, that's tough. I don't know. I didn't really I didn't think about it. So, previously, I assumed he's in love with her yeah so he's gonna fight to save her i assumed he, he, she would escape and he's gonna go with her but yeah. now that's not the case but now she is on the run mm -hmm. she's hiding between levels and stuff like that she's i mean the rest of the ship is mostly romulan so as soon as they find out what she is if they find out what she is they're gonna try to destroy her so he might do and still have a chance for a last last ditch effort to save her and yeah. escape or something like that. It might be like a final episode, turn a heart and, you know, whatever, and then yeah. he, change, he helps out somehow. So Soji, she tears through the floor and she's escaping. She runs into Picard and uh, Picard tells her, you know, you got to follow us. We're going to help you. And they end up in the, the Borg Queen's chamber, which is really cool, of course. Uh, and she has her own, like, teleporter system. Now, that system reminded me so much of the Rick and Morty episode with the president's version of a teleporter. You know, have you, do you remember that? Well, that 
Uh, I'm kind of remembering it. Yeah. Squeaks coming in. You got the, so you, okay. It's actually, it's a joke and based off of Minecraft, another portal system. Okay. But anyway, so it's these two pylons that are standing next to each other and then the portal that creates between and they walk through. It takes a huge amount of energy. Uh, but yeah, so Picard's like going to be able to go. They're going to meet up on this planet. They tell the ship, meet us there. Elnor is there on the, on the cube because he wants to defend Picard. Uh, he shows up at the last minute. So where we're at there is... I like that scene too, where Elnor shows up. He's like, I told you to stay on the ship. He's like, yeah, but I did listen to you. Yeah. And he's like, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> full kidder. He came in and saved his life. And- I really like Elnor, and I, I hope he's got a huge future in this show. I think yeah. he does. He's a good yeah. character. So uh, so we have Picard and Soji. They go through the portal. They're going to the Red, Red Moon planet. Uh, the ship is on the way there. Elnor and Hugh stay behind to, to fight off the Raumulan for a little while. It looks like their efforts are going to be for nothing. But, you know, we can't lose Elnor. We definitely can't lose Hugh, too. And as far as we've seen so far, Elnor hasn't been budged. So you might be able to pile 50 Romulans yeah. in front of him, and he's just going to cut right through them. That's a, that's a good point, because in the dark, we don't actually see him say it, but we hear the words, uh, don't, what does he say? He says, like, I hope you choose to live or something like that. Yeah, please choose to live or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, and that's what he said to the senator before he cut his head off. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, Elnor's a full badass. This guy's straight up Legolas. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of the episode, Jonathan? Was, any ideas? It was the, the best one yet, I think. What do you think is going to happen in the next one, based off of that? Um, so it, it can't be easy, of course. They're no. going to have an issue probably meeting, rendezvousing with the ship, because it was, hey, we're going to teleport to this planet. You know where it is, right? And that, yeah, we're going to meet you there. And So I'm sure there's going to be some issue with that. Yeah. The Romulans might look at the teleporter's coordinates and say, okay, we're going to send a ship to that planet to execute whoever you know, stole from us or whatever. Right, right. So they could they could be on the run still, even though they teleport off the planet. So I think it is going to be, I think the whole episode will be trying, them trying to get to safe space still. Okay, we have four more episodes to go, so it's still quite a bit of the show to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I could see them trying to do that. I Was there any moments that in, the, in this episode you thought that something was going to happen? Because like, for example, Hugh started accessing the Borg technology mm-hmm. at the end there when he was activating. And I thought, man, this would be, fucked up if he takes over the Borg on the ship to attack the Romulans. Mm, I see what you mean. Activate them as his slaves. Which would, which would totally, it's not Hughes, you know, but uh, it would totally mess up all of the good they've done so far in yeah. deactivating them. So it would be, but it would be so twisted and kind of cool. Yeah, I don't think they would do that. I think if they were going to have some scene like that, it would have to be like the end of a season, yeah. season finale. Yeah, I could see that. But. Because then all of a sudden, you, I mean, you assume you'd have an active board cube in the middle of, you know, Romulan space. It would be pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. But yeah, as, as, as uh, like impregnated as that cube is with Romulans and controlled and being disassembled, I don't think, I, I just don't see that happening. Like him taking control of the board. Yeah. But, and they're being desimilated. So I'm sure to some extent they can't be controlled anymore. There's most of their. Um, they call it implants have been removed yeah, yeah. Possible. um but yeah i don't i don't know i think it's just gonna be a, a run i mean i do want to see more episodes on the board cube but i hope this isn't the the end of what we see with board technology and, and everything but um but yeah i don't i don't see you know exactly like, taking over the board cube and chasing them with it or, or attacking the with it or anything like that. is there anything you would have wanted different out of this episode mm. like for me i think that would have been an interesting choice for you and but star trek's always about hope and that would be taking away a lot of hope in what they've been building so far. So I don't, I don't think they would have do it just for that. That's, but that would be an interesting change I would like to see. Is there any changes out of this episode you would have made? Hmm. 
Not really. I mean, maybe maybe the way uh, Narek's turn on Soji. I mean, you kind of were building him up and then taking him down and building him up again and then taking yeah. him down again. It's like uh, you almost don't want to forgive him after I mean, pretty much giving up on hers, uh, giving up on his love for her and choosing to go ahead and execute her per his orders. And, you know, now she got away. So, okay, maybe he's going to redeem himself, but you kind of you kind of fucked up. You, you tried to kill your girlfriend. But. True. Uh, yeah, it actually kind of would have been a cool move if, if he somehow, like, at the last second got through the portal too. So then you have an active Narek who is technically hunting her with Picard and Soji on that planet alone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, this episode, we're kind of going through this episode a little faster than we normally do these because we're it's a unique day for us. Uh, but yeah, so we kind of read through it quick. We didn't discuss too many of the points. Is there any point that you wanted to discuss more? No, no, yeah. Specific. It's a pretty straightforward episode. It, it, it was a good one, but it was pretty straightforward. Not a lot of analyzing to go, yeah. other than, you know, Narek. Squeaks, as yes. a person who just heard the story, yes. any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Picard's going to save the day, but he's going to die by a disease. Yeah, I can see prediction. him dying just because... <laughs> and yes, John for prediction, so Well, well production-wise, they, they need to make sure the show goes on a little bit longer, and John yeah. Luke probably wants to retire at some point. But I think uh, this will be... Picard season, but the next one will continue off of Picard, but it'll be something totally different. Yeah. Yeah. We were hoping, well, I was hoping that they would name the ship Picard. That way they can still use the name Picard for the rest of the show. Mm. Yeah. That'd be mm. cool. Okay. Uh, last bit. Now, Hugh, I was, I didn't reckon, I knew he was important. I didn't understand why. So on TNG, and then finally I rec- I saw a picture of him and I recognized him. So Hugh was a Borg in TNG. I think it was season five, maybe. Uh, he was a Borg that was on an abandoned ship and Enterprise had picked him up. The original plan was to use him as a biological weapon to send back to the Borg that would have destroyed the Borg forever. But while on the ship and separated, he started to gain emotions, uh, loneliness because he was away from the other ones, stuff like that. And that emotion showed that Borgs can have emotion. And uh, the rest of the crew, and, and, and John Luke to a degree, started to really kind of feel for him. And so they couldn't use him as a biological weapon. They ended up repairing him and sending him back to the abandoned ship to later on be picked up by the Borg. Okay. So uh, then in a two-parter later on, uh, it was two seasons later on, I think, uh, there is a separate Borg group that's attacking whoever, and like some, one of the Borg dies, and another Borg like, no, my buddy, and like, what the hell, they have emotions. So what it is, is when, when he was picked up, he ends up infecting Borg with like emotions. So of course, you know, the Borg work, they like cut that out and push them away, they become a separate group. And then Lore, which is the evil version of Data, Finds them, becomes our leader, and because uh, evil version of data, what's that? Evil version of data. The evil version of data. His name is Lore. Oh, fucking ruined, spoiled. <laughs> well, that's that's from TNG. That's from like nineteen ninety three or something like that. But yeah, so uh, and I just love the fact that his name's Lore and Data. Like that's such a good two names. Anyway, so um, yeah, and and Hugh is in the ranks, and then Hugh becomes the leader and takes you know he takes over the group after they defeat Lore, uh, and so. That's where Hugh uh, is from. He's kind of one of the first Borg to show emotion in the Star Trek universe. Nice. Yeah. I was just thinking um, for the long-term future of the story, just for, just from the way that the intro actually got me thinking about it, I wonder, as you guys are talking about, you know, Picard's probably going to want to, or Picard's going to want to retire at some point, and we can't have him around forever. What if we could have him around forever? He decides, so what if once they do finally find where... Um, the synthetics were made. Yeah. He decides that, you know, I'm too old. I'm going to die from this disease and puts his likeness, his, his mental capacity, whatever into a synthetic. 
and then he's gonna live forever as like the leader of these people on a distant planet or something like that. But the synthetic mm-hmm. would look like him? Yeah. It but, could it could. It doesn't have to. It could right. be a totally different be, body. Yeah, like CGI type if you're talking yeah. production wise. But I don't think Picard would actually want to do that. I think yeah. what we'll see next is when he dies or whatever the case may be, that we'll have this guardian Guardians of the Galaxy type feel if they get that crew together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did it, the crew is still together, I'm yes. assuming? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So why not do a Guardians of the Galaxy type feel? Yeah, there is a fan-made Star Trek movie that, that's actually got a lot of support. I think it was Tim Russ that directed it, who was mm-hmm. Tuvok and Voyager, uh, called Star Trek Renegades. And it feels like oh, this. okay. Uh, where they're kind of that, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, Firefly kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we could see, yeah, I could see that for sure. That would be really cool. But, yeah. All right, I think that's it for us this week. Yeah, nice and short, but uh, we can we can hit our time. <laughs> Filled it up a little bit. All right, guys. So we'll see you all next week. All right, bye. bye. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.